This morning I want us to really take that whole idea of this woman wanting to touch Jesus. And I want us to begin to think about how that begins to work out in her life as Jesus operates within her world. One of the things I want you to see about, about Jesus and what is really compelling, and I, I think it's really important this morning to say something about this, and I, I don't know that I'll say it exactly the same way next week, but I will remind us. One of the things that Christianity is often, is often held up against it is, quote-unquote, it has a low view of women. And yet here we have the real Jesus taking a woman who is in a desperate place that Leviticus 15 says had to be put out from among the people because of her bleeding. She was cut off in every way you can think of. She was unclean. Everything she touched was unclean. Everywhere she sat was unclean. This was a woman in a desperate place, and she had been plagued for 12 years with this affliction. The actual Greek word there can actually be translated scourge. This was a scourge on her. She was afflicted. I think disease, which the ESV says, is, does not really get... This was an affliction. It was a scourge. And so you think about it, in every possible way, this woman is desperate. And Mark wants you to get all that background in your mind before he says what this woman did. Now realize, for this woman to come into that crowd and to reach out and touch Jesus, do you realize what she risked? She risked potentially being killed. I mean, she was desperate to touch. If I can just touch Him. If I can just even just get hold of His garment. My affliction might be relieved. This was a woman in a desperate place. And what the Scripture tells us is profound. Because Jesus begins to deal with this woman in such an amazing way. He honors her. He cares for her. And I want us to begin to look at that and see that rather than Christianity being some kind of disparager of women and children, Christianity, its very heart, has a Savior who shows the honor and dignity of the image of God in both men and in women and children. And we see it displayed right here in this passage. So the first thing I want us to look at in this passage is the power of Jesus. As I said, this woman comes and the text tells us that she was afflicted. She had gone to the physicians and most likely what's happened in this, what this passage is telling us is that the, the Mishnah had basically taken Leviticus 15 and had worked out all this notion of how you dealt with a woman who was afflicted with bleeding. And we, the text doesn't tell us exactly what all that had to do with, but somehow that had to do with the normal course of a woman, but this had gone awry. And somehow she was just continually afflicted, which means she probably was emaciated. I mean, just think about what this would do to a person if they're constantly having a flow of blood for 12 years. This woman is just in a mess. She is afflicted. And what the text then begins to tell us is that she is 
gone to doctors, most likely Jewish physicians, who've taken all that teaching from Leviticus 15 and it's being worked out in, in the Mishnah and have come up with various forms of potions and other such things that they believed in. Probably, most likely, because to touch her was to become unclean, many of these things were dealt with with like, you know, they would make potions or whatever or make, and I don't mean potions like magical, I mean literally the kinds of, they would take a goblet and put certain things into it and mix it with various things and give it to her to drink, thinking somehow that might help. And they had had, had various things that they would do at this period of time. None of it had helped. In fact, the text tells us she had gotten worse. Not just, a, not just stayed the same. It actually had made matters worse. Now, do you understand what that would do to a person? I've done everything I know to do. I can't go worship. I can't interact with my family. I can't be involved with anything or anyone. I constantly feel wretched. And the experts who are supposed to help me, I've spent everything I've got. Now, think about this, folks. There are people in our culture that can relate to this. I mean, people have various views of, of our healthcare situation. Whatever your view is, I'm not interested right now in that, but I, I want you to understand, there are people in our culture that can relate with this woman. They have no means. They've spent everything they've got, and they're still not better. The insurance has run out, and they've got nowhere to turn. We know people in our culture are like this. We know there are desperate, destitute people all around us. And we see how Jesus is addressing them. This woman comes. She comes through that crowd. She reaches out her hand and she touches Jesus. And do you see the power that begins to be at work here? This woman, it says, immediately felt in her body that the blood had completely stopped. I, I can't even begin to imagine what that must have been like. Twelve years of dealing with something. Some of you in this room deal with chronic pain. I mean, it's pretty severe and no amount of doubling up on Motrin or other such things helps. You might even be taking various painkillers to try and deal with it. Some of you have experienced that at least in small doses. Just imagine if you'd had a migraine that there was no relief for, and every time you'd gone to the doctor, every time they'd given you something, it just got worse and worse and worse. And you touch this man, and it's gone completely. Not just the sense of, okay, the, the bad part stopped. We get the sense that this woman felt whole. She was completely restored to health. Now, you have to begin to think about the kind of power that's at work in Jesus. We've already heard about storms being calmed. We've heard about a legion of demons being cast out. And now we see that Jesus has the power to take a woman who is in the most desperate situation and heal her from the affliction. And that in and of itself would be pretty cool and we could leave it right there and go, that's awesome. I mean, Jesus is incredible that a woman could just touch him and be healed like that. Awesome. But Jesus doesn't leave it there. 
And I'm thankful that he doesn't because you do realize, men and women, that I can't walk down the street and grab hold of Jesus' garment right now. And neither can any of you. But somehow the real Jesus is at work among us and we start to see how that could possibly be from what happens next. The second thing I want to look at after looking at the power of Jesus is the persistence of Jesus. Look at what Jesus does. The woman feels within her body that she's been healed and he looked around to see who had done it, it tells us. He says, who touched my garments? Now notice, he doesn't say, who touched me? Because that would have been a ridiculous statement. Who touched me? Well, everybody anywhere near you touched you, rubbed up against you. He knew somebody in their mind had touched him and he had felt the power go out of him, the text tells us. He knew he'd been touched and he knew at least enough to know that person had in their minds, if I can just touch his garments, which is why he asked a very pointed, specific question. Who touched my garments? And of course, I mean, can't you relate with his disciples? God standing there looking at Jesus like going, this, this is the healer of Israel? And, you know, that may not mean a whole lot to you, but I want you to think about this. If you've been cut off from all that is, do you realize the power of Jesus to say to this person, you